And happy Victory Monday, Acme Army. How we doing? <laughs> I know we're doing well. Thanks for listening to us on Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, checking us out on YouTube, giving us a five-star rating and review on iTunes. It's helping us. We appreciate you. Titans Packers, get it. Well, it's getting about that time. Yeah, buddy, another Victory Monday. Gosh, that sounds great, doesn't it? Man, oh man, Eric. 40 to 14, the Green Bay Packers took care of the Tennessee Titans last night. Uh, I, for one, had a tough time making it through that game. How'd you make it through that game last night in the Northwoods, buddy? Uh, just happy. I mean, it was uh, it was uh, eight years old walking down the steps for Christmas morning. <laughs> it was just special, you know. And 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 I guess when uh, if we talk about the new toys that we opened during this game, uh, you know, we got uh, we got EQ, who you and I have talked about for years, mm-hmm. uh, getting his first touchdown. Dylan getting his first two. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we have some hiccups, and we got a little bit, a uh, little bit to bitch about later on. But there's so much positive here, yeah, man. I, I have a hard time bitching about what I saw last night. And uh, it, it, you know, we we start the podcast. We usually have a little chit chat before the podcast. I just wanted to get right into it because I I don't I don't want to waste any breath, Eric. This, okay. this team is the best team that I, I'm I'm telling you, I feel better about this team than I felt about the 2014 Packers. And what we're seeing right now completely is damn near championship caliber. You know, we got, we have to do a couple cleanups on that special teams, but other than that, we really, really are clicking on all cylinders. And let's start off right now with the offense, 40 to 14. Like I said, Aaron Rodgers. Eric, it's it's something to be a quarterback for an NFL team, and it's something to do what he's doing right now at his age, second year in an offense, 21 for 25, 231, four touchdowns, one interception he knows he wants back. But 21 for 25, Eric, in the snow at Lambeau Field. And you know what? Uh it wasn't really the case outside of the sideline catch to Devonte Adams, which he threw it where he had to throw it, and Devonte yeah. went down and made a superhuman catch. Unbelievable. O- other than that, you know, I, I look at the the touchdown to uh, EQ St. Brown uh, in the air, falling off of his back foot. I mean, perfect. The the Adams in the corner of the touchdown. How mm-hmm. that's indefensible. Yeah, it's yeah. it's when he gets like this, there is no uh, there is no defense that that can stop that. Uh, that was just Rogers, tremendous. Um, four he, touchdowns, four incompletions. Yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> and, and and honestly, one of those incompletions, that interception, he even said in the post game. You know, Tom Clements said never throw over the middle late, and that's exactly what he did. Uh, Nagler called him out. He said, "Are you going to be thinking about those four touchdowns or that one interception more uh, as you go to bed tonight?" And he said, "Yeah, I'm definitely going to be thinking about that one interception." But it was it was we're seeing a vintage quarterback nobody sees this kind of play week in and week out mvp you're done all right it's all over no more questions we don't have to talk about this anymore he's going into the bears next week if you're not giving aaron Rodgers the mvp you're not paying attention let's move on to the running backs here aj Dillon. we talked about him we wanted to see him my tweet yesterday at acme underscore army 
Quote, A.J. Dillon, please report for roll call. Snow and wind in Lambeau. Do we see the two heads of the running game today? Did we see it, Eric, or not? Uh, without a doubt. Uh, you know, also kind of a little uh, a little slap to the to the uh, drafted ahead of, you know, two rounds ahead. You got to see. He had 24 rushes this season before getting his first chance to play last night. Yeah. Uh, absolutely amazing. And the thing that really stuck out to me, beyond we knew we knew what type of a runner he was going to be but what i really liked is even though one didn't count you got to see a sure-handed hands catcher yep. which is the card of sort of the question mark you know can could he fill in for jamal adams um, because adams is such an important receiver and i think he answered that resoundingly yes uh, no question and he you know he averaged 5.9 21 for 124 let that sink in this is what we talked about. Is the Acme Army not only the fastest rising podcast in Packer Nation? Is it the most prophetic? I mean, we have talked about A.J. Dillon <laughs> in the winter. He comes in, snow on the field, and lights those asses up. It was amazing, man. He is something that we have not seen that, listen, how many times when he had the ball going through the line did you think he was done? And then he pops through for another 3-4. It was consistently my jaw on the floor. Absolutely. Did you by any chance tape the conversation on the phone we had prior to the game yesterday? Uh, no. You know, when, when I, I said, is this going to be the James Stark-like emergence of A.J. Dillon? Can we get 100 yards and three touchdowns? Well, we got the 100. We got two, uh, you know, talking a little bit out the butt there. But um, goodness yeah. gracious, uh, we are stoked. And this is this is January football team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it exactly is. And, and, and this is, Eric, the balance that we talked about before. We have A.J. Dillon. Now he's got 21 touches because Aaron Jones got a little nicked up. But when Aaron Jones, you get him that 10-15 range, 94 yards he put up. 9.1. Now he, we got the gift when he stepped <laughs> out of bounds at the 40, at the 37 yards in there, but... You know, those are the kind of punches that he can throw in there as well. I, I love the mix. You know, next week it might be, uh, you know, more Aaron Jones and less Dylan, but it gives us a compliment that we really, really missed without Jamal Williams, you know. So, love it. You know, uh, sticking stick on, on, on the offensive side and on the running game, uh, how great was it back to see Corey Lindsley at center wreaking havoc on a defensive line? That yeah. is so huge. Unfortunately, you know, you and I talked about sort of maybe our uneducated preference to having Patrick playing guard and and having uh, uh, Mr. Turner back out at right tackle. Mm -hmm. Hopefully, hopefully we didn't lose our, our backup for the playoffs in, in uh, the knee with Wagner. Did you hear anything further I, about? I did not. Yeah, that's uh, uh, that's uh, I did not. That's an interesting situation there. Well, we have uh, a young buck and John Runyon to mention him again on the podcast. He is uh, it's his time. Let's move over to these receivers though, because Eric, I, I just um, I not well. Devonte is his own entity, but EQ's touchdown. He gets one target, one reception, twenty-one yards. Who? In the NFL, Stefan Gilmore, and who is going to defend that route that EQ ran? It's indefensible. At 6'5", with his speed, you know, as soon as he planted and turned that upfield or to the, to the to cut, made his cut, 
uh, you know, there was separation and there, there was never going to get caught up in the, and the pass off his back foot going backwards was on the money. It, you, there is no defense for that. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's such a great weapon, but only one target, one reception adds value. Robert Tanyan, one reception, 17 yards, nothing great there. He had two targets, right? He missed, he, you know, there was just a yard off yeah. on the throw or he would have gotten that. that now, team. was that Aaron Rodgers saying, damn it, Bobby, you ran the wrong route? Or was that, damn it, the wind caught that a little bit? Or what was he saying there? Well, you know, that's one of the great dilemmas is when Rodgers does come up surly like that. Is he is he directing it towards himself or yeah. is he directing it towards the reason? I don't know what else Tanyan could have done on that route. It yeah. just seemed like the throw was a little bit off to me. Yeah, yeah. Well, with uh, with Lazard, we talked about is it going to be MVS or Lazard having the big game? Lazard only two catches, fourteen yards. Two catches, huge blocks. Boom. You know, <laughs> touchdown producing block on the on the Dylan run. Oh, that Dylan run was fantastic, man. You had uh, Big Dog on the right there as well, and just Lazard smothered him. <laughs> he smothered yep. that. It was beautiful. A couple more quick stats on Devontae that just uh, they're just incredible. Oh, wait, 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 wait. We're not we're not going to Devontae yet. Let, let, let's let, let's go down these other guys because Devontae's got his own his own. We we got to get gotcha. to him. Daphne gets a, a target and a reception for thirteen yards. AJ Dillon he had two receptions. We saw what he could do. One got called back, but he gets five yards. Tavon Austin again two targets. What we saw from a motion perspective was fantastic last night right the receivers were all over you didn't know who was going to be open but Aaron picked the open guys there and everybody was producing now let's get to Devante because all those other little we look at the targets the receptions in the differentiation here and you say man this has just got to be an easy offense to stop Devante 12 targets 11 receptions 142 12.9 three touchdowns he is the most unstoppable receiver that's in the league right now, without question. If you are questioning who the number one receiver is, it's not Tyreek Hill. It's not Julio Jones. This guy off the line, what he does with catching the ball with his hands, it's different level stuff. Let's get into it. Well, he's tied with the legendary Don Hudson at 17 touchdowns. He's one short of Sterling Sharp's team record, 18 uh, Adams became the third player in NFL history with a thousand receiving yards and 16 touchdowns in the same season. Kind of surprising that the the two uh, two other guys were Chris Carter and Randy Moss. Um, I, I was sort of disgusted by that, but yeah. that's pretty rarefied air. Um, they also uh, the combination of Rodgers and and, and uh, Devontae Adams became the most prolific in Green Bay Packer history. Uh, 492 receptions uh, breaks the record between Favre and Driver, which had been at 486 over nine seasons. We got a game left, and this is seven. Yeah, with Adams. Yeah, uh, it's 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 just ridiculous. They're crazy numbers, and and, and uh, again to talk about the the I mean we spread it out. You know, to eight receivers last night. He gets these other The defense didn't know who was going to get it on some of those underthrows. You know, you knew who was going to get it on those. But Devontae's catches just on those simple screens. He had two of the finest run after those catches that we've seen in so long, man. Number one was for the touchdown, but the other was the scamper down the left sideline. Crazy. Absolute crazy. 
Um, this team is rolling. Uh, the offense is clicking. Um, we're looking at an outdoor game, which suits us, but you know, it suits the Bears as well. It's their home. Yep. Sets up a big time, big time game next week. Yep. I believe we, uh, you know, we either get home field throughout and eliminate the Bears, mm-hmm. or the Bears get to stick it in our eye. So, going to be real interesting to see uh, what how this works out. Yeah, yeah, that's for sure. Can't wait. Time to go bear hunting. I, I believe Rogers is twenty-one and six against the Chicago Bears. <laughs> Hey, Acme Army, want to touch base with you real quick and let you know about TulipTreeGardensCO.com. They are the finest producer of CBD and hemp products that I know of. My family, my wife, myself, we all take TulipTreeGardensCO.com products on the daily. Not only is it helping us, it's helping our immune systems, it's helping our aches and pains, and it is making our days better. Go check them out. Support those that support the podcast at tuliptreegardensco.com. Now let's get back to the show. Um, Defensively, Eric, this for all of the hype coming into the game and the Titans having Derrick Henry and Corey Davis, man, was on fire, all right, coming into this game. A.J. Brown, a, a, a huge playmaker. Corey Davis gets absolutely blanketed the whole game. Jair shuts him down. Little surprise Jair was on him as much, and A.J. had Kevin King on him as much as he did, but Jair Alexander, uh, I don't know about PFF. Let's Let's talk about the eye test. In snow, his speed did not, he didn't slip. His speed wasn't off. He looked even more active and more aggressive in the snow. You know, I, I think, and you got a huge game, uh, demonstrates why he is likely the number one cornerback in the NFL. Uh, but but you also would be remiss. Both he and Savage had the three breakups. He and Savage, what a great little combo there. My God, Savage is coming on. Uh, this is, this is uh, Again, very we've talked about we've talked about Savage, and, and you know what? It's, it kind of echoes what happened when we talked about Kirksey. We've, we've we've bagged on Kirksey for so long. What does he do? He finally steps up. He got the Acme Army boost. But let's talk about Savage. That pick six that he dropped. That 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 was the thing that ran through my head as, hey man, championship teams make that pick six and run all the way snow everything else the excuse and then i went oh man that's why savage is the d-back he's not a receiver that's that's why he's not a starting receiver in the nfl that was a a heck of a play but he's coming through eric in ways five tackles playing at the line i mean i I don't know why he took a little half step slowdown when he could have blown up Tannehill there i don't know if he was thinking he was going to jump and try and block Tannehill's pass on that uh near sack that he had but I love the way that he's lining up in his aggressiveness, but three passes defended and an interception. It's just it's and in position and in position for a game, a game winning. You know, he put himself in position. Great to break up that pass. Yeah, he should have picked it. But to break it up, uh, just a solid, absolutely solid. You know, the uh, the thing yesterday, uh, sort of a a positive and then and then the negative, of course, Um, we got to see sort of at least to my eyes, the first time that I've uh, seen um, the approach to uh, an opponent's run with five and six man defensive lines, one linebacker, five and six defensive linemen. Uh, 
I, I thought that was tremendous, counting the outside linebackers. But mm-hmm. I thought that was tremendous, and it worked. So, I mean, and that's that's a new little wrinkle, I think, that uh, for runs that we need to do. But then, you know, he goes back to dime on third and one. <clears throat> you got Derrick Henry in a classic rush situation. Tannehill busts it for 45-yard touchdown against dime on third and one. You know, they came back at least next series in nickel. Mm-hmm. But it's it's like it's like me and Christmas cookies. Okay? <laughs> it's that's how Petten is with dime. He just can't walk past without grabbing one and putting one in his pocket. <laughs> no, it's, for God's sakes, third and one is not a dime call. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I, I I don't understand. Fifty one percent of our snaps on defense this year in dime. I don't get it. Mm. So, anyways, fourteen points to a playoff team. Solid defensive plan, other than a couple of hiccups. You know, you had a couple yeah. of hiccups on special teams as well. But I thought the defense played really well, and the guys are getting after it. You yeah, know, yeah. you know, you and I talked too. Does does uh, Christian Kirksey have a role blitzing? Thought thought that was a solid, uh, solid sack effort sack. Yeah. Um, and and the interceptions. Goodness gracious. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we need to bag on him more. <laughs> especially going into the playoffs because we might get a little more out of him. Chris Barnes, have we seen a little less out of Chris Barnes? I, he's a part of seven tackles. Are we expecting too much out of him? Are we expecting too many flash plays out of Chris Barnes to him for him to warrant what we've been saying? I, I No, he's doing I, exactly. He's he, doing what we've been saying. Yeah, I, here's what I thought yesterday, though, as a defense from linebackers, line, but secondary. Eric, we tackled. We tackled against the number one scoring offense with Derrick Henry, who's a bulldozer. I mean, be honest. We we wrapped him up. We had gang tackling going on him. And we're not going to match. I, you're not going to see him in the stats, I don't think. But we had Brian Price playing there in the second half. I don't know if you remember him, but having him Absolutely. back on the offensive line with Rush being out, he he really caused some havoc and plugged some holes, too, that people aren't going to be talking about. But we did a great job against Derrick Henry, I feel like right now, went to bed just going, this is a championship team right now. We're, we're really close to, to to rounding out all three phases of the game. Well, let me ask you, where, where was Matt LaFleur coaching when we signed him as our head coach? Hmm. Yeah, it's this Tennessee team. Yeah. Do you think after having run that offense and seen what Henry can do, do you think that maybe played a little role in the drafting of A.J. Dillon? Yeah. Yeah. Well, listen, I mean, all these people that were out there and hating our draft, listen to listen to the arguments. We ha- we don't have a first-round pick. We got second-round picks that are Packer Hall of Famers, Jordy Nelson, Devontae Adams, right? Randall Cobb, second-round picks, all right? This doesn't have to be the first round. The running back right now is exactly the value we talked about from the moment he was drafted, Eric. Is that in, in, in Lambeau in the winter? We didn't see it the last three weeks when it was cold and everything else with the COVID, but that's exactly why we got him, banging it out, and can fill in for an injured Aaron Jones. I mean, he took on a load that I don't know if anybody expected him to get that many touches. Did he even expect to get that many touches, you know? Well, you know, and you start looking with with getting contributions from Kamal Martin, uh, and from John Runyon, and from Scott, and now Dylan he shows what we suspect that he could do in his first real opportunity. And, and you know, maybe this is one of the better drafts 
<laughs> you know, we still still don't have any idea what we have in Jordan Love, but we took a chance on yeah. a potential successor mm-hmm. down the line two or three more years. Yeah. Um, yeah. Goodness. It's uh, it's it's so fun. Uh, <laughs> these uh, these uh, victory Mondays are so fun. You know, we can uh, football uh, is, is between two teams with coaching staffs and quality athletes. Other teams are going to be successful no matter what. And so we can pick and poke about certain uh, deficiencies that, that showed up in the game. But, you know, 40 to 14 is 40 to 14. Yeah, that's a beat down. Yeah. Yeah. And it- and. You know, and one one last thing about the game at Lambeau too, and that's that, you know, without the fans, we've seen that home field advantage means a lot less this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, the weather does. Yeah, it does. The weather does. That's that's where we have an advantage mm-hmm. that the uh, that the uh, warm weather teams mm-hmm. don't. Yeah, um, yeah. Our practice field is in the weather. <laughs> they can go right outside and practice all day in it yeah the advantages are fantastic we have to do some real real uh soul searching this week because when you come off a win like this those letdowns can can happen we cannot let down against the chicago bears because that week off in home field advantage is the path to the Super Bowl, no doubt. Let's get back on the defense, though, real quick, because from a secondary perspective, Eric, they were fantastic. Rashawn Gary is lighting up my eyes. The last five weeks, I obsess over this guy. I watch him. He just pops out. What he is doing, Eric, by not getting a sack is completely demolishing these tackles and pushing them right up into the pocket where the throwing lanes, where, where he can't even hit the throwing lanes because he's got no elbow room. I mean, this is what Rashawn Gary's doing all the time. He's starting to get more impact plays, but the consistency of him doing the pressure, man, I, I, we, we have to sing his praises more and more. It's, it's impressive as hell. Absolutely. Uh, you know, you have all three of them. Needing Preston Smith had a nice game last yeah, night. Zadarius yeah. Smith. And we talked about this, you know, having the three-headed monster at, at outside linebacker and sometimes seeing him on the field all together. Mm-hmm. It's it's uh it's great to see Gary exploding. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he was dominant last night. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. dominant. Yeah. So I mean, time of possession, we just handed it to him, Eric. 36 minutes to 23 minutes. 448 yards to 260. Uh, 27 first downs to 15. But here's the big thing that popped out. We had zero penalties. This is what championship teams do. They have zero penalties. The penalties that we saw Tennessee have in the game early on, you know, swung the whole momentum of the game from that linebacker getting the hands to the face, right? It is uh, it is so impressive that they're playing for one another. They're playing smart, and man, we're playing like a championship team, Eric. Yeah, yeah, we we are, and it it uh, we've suspected this, and you know you don't want to get too cocky, but we we are uh, a dominant team, um, and I do love uh, love to bang on on Petten because you know I hate his dime prevent, but great game plan, great game plan. Got the guys uh, where they needed to be, uh, put them in the right situations. Uh, the chess match won by Mike Pettin last night. Um, yeah. yeah. No doubt. Well, again, we, we 
we bagged on him, and he steadily improved. So listen, the Acme Army push is real. It is, uh, it is something that's mental. <laughs> it comes through the Internet. It comes through the waves. It comes through uh, our, our spiritual vibes we send out. It is real. But we have a great week coming up here, Eric. I don't know if we, uh, if we are really prepared for the goodness that we have coming up because it's the final week of the season. We have Peter Jones coming up on Wednesday. We're going to be doing one of our favorite defensive backs in the history of the Packers, and that is Nick Collins. Um, and anybody who's out there listening, Acme Army Podcast at Gmail, send us an email if you got any questions that you'd like Peter to answer about the great Nick Collins. Or if you're on Twitter, Acme underscore Army, shoot us a little note and uh, post it. Let us know what you want to hear about Nick Collins, and we'll make sure we get that into the interview. It's been a lot of fun talking with Peter. You know, can I backtrack to your uh, topic just before this? And, and that's, uh, you know, we <clears throat> how we've banged on people and they've uh, then produced mm-hmm. sort of. Can, can we get on Sean Menenga now a little bit? No. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we were going to make it through the show without special teams. Well, we hey, got a bag. We got a bag. Yeah. I mean, JK did not have to punt last night, which is a great thing. We zero do- punts, zero penalties. Yeah. It's fantastic. That's that's chance. Yeah. But listen, we have to be able to when that kickoff goes, not let the <laughs> let the returner get past the twenty as often as they get past the twenty, you know. So we'll get on that. We'll we'll take a deeper dive. We'll get into some some all twenty two film this week and come back with a little uh little more brief and what we've seen from the game because this was a big game, people. Um this was a game that if you had doubts about what the if you're on Packers Twitter and you're one of those haters who is just nitpicking at everything that's happened in this Packers game and what they didn't do, it's 40 to 14. We're 12 and three. And Eric, the sun is shining on us right now. We got a we got a great team. Enjoy it. Enjoy the flow of all this offense and defense they got going on. Enjoy what we're seeing in the greatness of Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams right now. We're going to see at some point, Eric, this is history. This is Packers history we're living right now in, in this greatness. And we're going to look back at these days and go, man, how dare we said a naughty thing about this team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, this team. So there's four teams that play in conference championships with the winners going to the Super Bowl. Two of the four from last year played yesterday. Mm-hmm. You can't minimize how much of a legitimate opponent the Tennessee Titans are yeah, and how they were thoroughly dismantled. Yeah. You're right. You need to, to stop and smell the roses and, and appreciate it. But it's bear week. Yeah. For sure. And the Bears are coming in, and they've been running the ball like crazy. And uh, Mitch Trubisky is nearing an extension from the uh, chatter we hear around the GM. So let's go, Mitch. All right, baby. Hey, everybody, thank you for listening to us again. Thanks for going out on iTunes and giving us that five-star rating and a review. Guys, that helps us move up the logarithm. Thanks for listening to us on SoundCloud. We're picking up followers. Love y'all. And YouTube, we're going to be coming out this week with a lot more because I have been in the Christmas spirit. But we'll be getting back. Appreciate your ears. And your eyes. And with that, Eric, take us out of this Victory Monday. I would just like everyone to, like you said, enjoy a huge win. But don't get comfortable, people, because it's bear week. 
So it's time to go back, go. (laughs) 